Hi, I'm David Kaplan, and you're listening to the Sports Talk Live podcast. Enjoy the show. Baseball's best have made their way to Miami for the Midsummer Classic. Both the Cubs and Sox have only one all-star, but the starting pitcher for the American League, never heard of him. Oh, Chris Sale, sorry. We'll talk about him. Yesterday in Colorado, Melky Cabrera provided the White Sox only offense as he broke up a no-hitter in the top of the ninth, while in the Futures game, a pair of the Sox top prospects went head to head. That was fun to watch. And the Cubs' first half went from bad to worse at Wrigley. John Lester gave up 10 runs in the first. Can this team turn it around in the second half? We'll discuss all that and more on this edition of Sports Talk Live. Hey, welcome to Sports Talk Live presented by the Chevy Silverado. I'm Chuck Arfine in today for David Kaplan. You know, after yesterday's game, I think Cap needed a day off. <laughs> Not that the Sox are doing much better. I should have taken the day off, too. Let's meet the panel for today's show from ESPN 1000, Jordan Cornett, Sam Payat. <laughs> You Sam, practice so hard, Sam Panayanovich. Yes. yes, there it is. Plus I got, one. I got your first name wrong. It's always I couldn't tough. even say Sam, <laughs> but I could say Panayanovich from WGN Radio and from Bleacher Report. It is Seth Gruen. We begin with the Cubs, who shockingly hit the All-Star break two games under 500, five and a half games out of first place. Usually by July, you are what you are. What? are the Cubs right now. You want well, to since Cap isn't here, I'll, I'll go ahead yes, and get yeah, this out go. of the way. Relax, everybody. You're no, I'm just relax. kidding. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I had to get that out there because that's what Cap would be saying. But in all honesty, I mean, look, what it comes down to is a lot of teams are in position, guys, to be talking about, hey, we make one deal, we get a rental, we're good. You know who that team is in this division? It's the Brewers hey, right now. The Cubs are a bad team in a lot of different areas. And Lester laying an egg yesterday it's just kind of epitomizes what the first half of the season has been. Poor pitching. It obviously starts there with a team that went deep in a deep run that resulted in a World Series last year. Tired arms. The defense hasn't been up to par. The, there's no sense of seizing the opportunity with runners in scoring position with these bats that have been quiet. Stars aren't playing up to potential. And I'm tired of hearing about Schwarber where he hits in the lineup. What it comes down to is guys like Schwarber aren't hitting the baseball. It's the problem is within the clubhouse for this team. Yeah, I completely agree, Jordan. I think there were certain things that you could have expected to be worse this year last Pitching. year. Pitching. Yeah, well, last year, analytically, their defense was the best in the history of the game. I don't think you could have expected their defense to be that good this year. That said, I think it's not the a problem. The problem, Seth, is... is yeah, I, I think the I hitting is even a Well, the problem is problem. pitching. The hitting. The problem is pitching. But, but that's fixable, also, I guess. You also, look, look is this it? isn't a shot at Theo Epstein. The guy's a room reserved for himself in the Hall of Fame. Right. But, you know, we've given this organization the same kind of credit that, that we give the Blackhawks and the Bulls of the 90s, and they just haven't accomplished that much yet. And these players are still young, so they're still unproven. I mean, I can right. name you a litany of prospects who have had one great year and haven't panned out that the Cubs have had alone. Corey Patterson, Felix P.A. Ooh, ooh, I mean, ooh. those are guys who, expect who to had those names on the show. big expectations. But I think the difference is these guys did it in the fall. They did it when no, it I mattered. They that. won a World Series. And they also but yet, had still, a lot of talent around Sure, them. and everything was going well. What I think when you say I'm proven, what I look at is this is a team that hasn't faced adversity yet. And you're seeing these guys face 
true adversity for the stretch of an entire body of work in a season. Yeah. And halfway through, they're showing that the struggles get to them. And a lot of it, I feel like, is mental that could it click and they be in first place and rattle off six in a row? Brewers lose six in a row. They've got a half game lead. Yes. But could they also be 11 and a half games back after losing six and this being talk of this season is a throwaway? That's very well, yeah, realistic, too. This, yeah. What's the carrot? The carrot last year was we can be the first team to win a World Series here in over a century. Now it's, well, we, we, how do you top that? Regression, regression, regression. And you guys have been talking about it. We've hit on it. All the good that came in 2015 and 2016, there was this unfair expectation for these young players. You look around that lineup, there are still a bunch of players under the age of 26. That infield is still young. You look at the regression for Addison Russell, who I thought would hit 25, 30 home runs this year. There's been some off-the-field stuff there. Kyle Schwarber can't hit. He can't hit in the leadoff spot. He can't hit in the five-hole. He can't hit in the nine-hole. And the biggest thing is the starting pitching three starters from opening week are on the DL John Lackey I mean he's, he's, long long tooth. he's done and he's done he's an old guy you know who has the lowest the two starters who have the lowest ERAs in the rotation Eddie Butler's got the got the Eddie lowest Eddie Butler and Mike Montgomery and that the is lowest the lowest ERAs in the rotation I, I didn't mean to laugh I just can't believe it that's well I think when the at. professor gets off the DL that's reason for optimism yeah they do have to make a deal especially now when you look at a team like the Brewers who are rumored to be looking at Quintana. I imagine we'll be talking about that here yeah, in a little bit but the Brewers being the gold standard right now in this division that are out there looking for a pitcher as well. There is sincere sense of urgency for the Cubs to go get another yeah, arm to bolster this starting pitching. Yeah, I, I certainly believe the Brewers are buyers. There's no question about that. This division is theirs to win right now. That said, I think they'll be very cautious at the deadline because David Stearns has done a phenomenal job building up that farm system. I don't know how much of their future they're going to mortgage for a shot this year because that team is set up. But like it may not be for a, for a it may not be yeah, for a shot this year. If you get Quintana, you get him for that's three true. and a half that's years. True. So that's why Quintana makes sense for the Brewers because he's also cost controlled, small smaller market team. They a Quintana trade yeah. would make sense. And, and on top of that, I'd argue if you're the Brewers, why not now? No. Are the Cubs going to have another year like they've had the first half of this season? Is this a year to try and win the division? If I'm Milwaukee, I'm thinking. Heck yeah, it is. We're built for the long haul, but so are these Cubs. And right now they're down. Let's kick them and let's make a move. Will the Cubs turn it around? I don't think they will. I no. don't think they're going to win the division. I'm going to be the guy that's going to say that right now, middle of July. I don't think they are. There's a lot of pressure. They made maybe the most historic run in the history of American sports last season. There's some exhaustion They're from only that. five and a half back. Yeah. Look, look, there's a okay. half, what, happens, a what happens if it's eight games back in two weeks? Sam, it could well, change in a week not, is yeah. my point. Like, you're really to write them I'm off, not right? buying it. I don't yeah, think they're making the playoffs. I think they may you even got, look you got at, your seersucker in a bad attitude up yeah, here. I man. may oh. look at, I may look <laughs> at shopping <laughs> Wade Davis. Trade Wade Davis. You're not getting him back next year. Maybe they could flip Wade Davis. It's like a small rebuild. That's Chuck's thing right there. I was literally going to bring that up later. Why not? If you can flip him for two good prospects, you're even better next Chuck, year. Chuck, you got a bandwagon uh, here. Wow, wow. We're, we're thinking alike. I thought I was going to get annihilated for bringing that up, and you did it yourself. They can't hit. They can't field. They can't pitch. They'll be fine, the though. It's only July. <laughs> the problem is what their problems at the major league level have exacerbated is a need to retain their prospects at the lower levels. Sure. Because now Eloy Jimenez becomes an insurance policy in case Kyle Schwarber isn't Babe Ruth. And to me, it's, it's remarkable some of these comparisons with some of these young it's players. It's unbelievable. Barry Larkin and Addison <laughs> Russell. And I'm, look, I'm a Cubs fan. Kyle Schwarber and Schwarber Babe Ruth. Schwarber and Babe Ruth is, is, the, is the most ridiculous of all of them. I mean, who's come up with this and, stuff? And, and I'd hate to take a shot at Cap, the guy who's not here right now, but he Go. swears by that one. And what's so 
problematic and what I have issue with is this is a guy who's played less than 200 major league games that yes did something so remarkable last year in the postseason that he should live in legend heck build him a statue but don't crown this guy somebody who's guaranteed to be successful for the long term he did something remarkable last year returning from injury but the guy hasn't seen a full body of work to justify that he is babe Freaking Ruth. I don't think Babe Ruth ever batted below 200 for a moment in his career. And so, baseball uh, is baseball is a sport that's built on parity. There's a reason there hasn't been a repeat champion since 2000. It's built about giving other teams a chance. And just because you don't know the Brewers lineup and who's on that team doesn't mean they're not good. Okay, I'd argue. Uh, uh, we're going to bring up uh, Wade Davis a little later in the show so we can continue on that because I think that's an interesting topic. First, here's some positive news for the Cubs. Time for the stat of the day brought to you by the Chevy Silverado. The Cubs hit the break. Okay, you know where they're at. If there's a hope for rallying, this might be it. In the last two seasons, they have by far the best record in the second half, 148 now. Different situations, but these guys, a lot of these guys were on those teams and they know what it takes to win in the second half. And you got to hope they can do that starting this Friday after the All Star break. Let's go to the White Sox now. Uh, they went into the break uh, kind of like the Cubs. Uh, they almost got <laughs> no hit by a rookie pitcher. They were two outs away from that happening until uh, Melky Cabrera hit the uh, the single off Kyle Freeland, a Denver native, by the way. Uh, so what, what, what's, what was the worst loss yesterday, the Cubs loss or the, the Sox loss? I mean, what, Cubs. What, without question, it's the Cubs just because yeah. of how they needed to finish to kind of right the ship with some momentum going into the All-Star break. Not only was this a bad game. The Sox almost got no hit by a rookie. You can close your eyes. That's a good thing. If you're a Sox fan, you should be pumping yeah, you the fist. You want this kind of loss. Okay. Heck, the only thing you should be upset about if you're a Sox fan is if you were there that you didn't get to see history. You should be mad at <laughs> Melky Cabrera for getting a hit. Because you could have said, I saw a no-no, especially from a native from the backyard there in Denver. For the Cubs, it hasn't been one bad game. It's been an awful week. One that they should have seized the opportunity and righted the ship and closed the gap with Milwaukee, not finding themselves five and a half back going into the all-star break. Jordan, I was, just, I was just trying to be objective. One team's okay. trying to win a World Series. The other team is trying to lose as many games as it can. <laughs> what a, that, so that was they an incredible no loss no for the White Sox. <laughs> we could close what our eyes. Loss. You could close your eyes and hit a double at Coors Field. That's the thing. The most exciting White Sox nugget yesterday, yeah, what was that? Kopech striking out Yohan Moncada in the Futures game. Okay, why don't we get to that? Because we're going to bring that up later, but we'll do it now. So let's show you this amazing moment. You had Michael Kopech throwing 101 miles per hour to strike out Yohan Moncada. And, I mean, he was throwing the heat. And Moncada's only in double A. He got, uh, not Moncada, sorry. Kopech's in double A. Moncada's in triple A. And there's one. And I love how the umpire rung him up on two strikes here. He like, thought this was out of here. Uh, that's two strikes. And then that, 101. Yeah, that's so unhittable. That pitch is so tough to hit right there. It's yeah, pinpoint yeah. placement on the outer black at 101. Here's my problem. This game was played on Sunday opposite, opposite all these other major league games. Cleveland and Detroit plays later on that night. It's almost, it's, it's, like, it's weird, right, that there's major league Like, I was covering this White Sox game. On. We had the pre- and post-game show on our air. But meanwhile, at the same time, the Futures game's going on. And yeah. most Sox fans are actually more interested in watching Mankata face Kopech than the Sox game that we saw. And it was almost a no-hitter. Bad, bad job at Major League Baseball here, especially when you consider all the emphasis now on acquiring young talent and, and how it's so in vogue to build up the farm system and hit sure. the reset button like the Cubs did. Major League Baseball 
you know, could make some serious money off showcasing these types of games. So really bad job. The, the issue is, like, what, how do you do it? Do you do it today? The only problem is you have media day, then the home run derby. So you kind of can't do it but today. Could you make it a day game today and kind of just build up the festivities what? of what the All-Star they, they, they day gotta is going to be? they got to make room for it. Put it on Sunday doesn't make any sense. My did question, you know it was Sunday? When you woke up yesterday, did you know that game was on yesterday? Yeah, I did. I didn't know that. Most people I did. found out when I got to work yeah, yesterday yeah. at 7.30 in the morning, and that's the issue. They right. don't promote it enough. You don't know when it's on. And if you look at some of these lineups, the 2011, the 2012, the 2013 American and world rosters, these guys are all on the show. Right. I agree with you. All right, so I'm going to ask the question here. Who's going to have the better major league career, Kopech or Mankata? I'm going to go with the position player just because, you know, the, the arm of a starting pitcher is so fragile. We're seeing how things can implode, you know, with the New York Mets. But, you know, you're looking at two guys who quite possibly could ultimately be the best position player and the best starting pitcher in the game when they hit their prime. I mean, Kopech throws hard. Yes. But he I has, love heat. You love I, heat? I yeah, love you heat. Kopech? Bring me the cheddar. I'm going with Kopech because I think what you see when he is wheeling and dealing like that, it's just visually a stimulant. I want to see that guy play for a long time. Chuck, and do it's it a hard question to answer, but it's a great question to answer yeah. because, I mean, Seth says Moncada, Jordan and I say You can't be held Kopech. to any standard of being uh, right yeah. or wrong. Right I don't now. care who's better. I think they should both be solid, but you can't teach heat, and he brings it. He's not going to throw 105 like they've been saying. He throws the little balls 105, but if he can dial it up on the south side to 100, 101, when was the last time the Sox had a guy that brought it like that? Not a lot of people uh, well, can Bobby do Jenks? That. As a starting pitcher. Oh, as a starting pitcher. Oh, not a oh. lot of people can do that. They can, and that's why there's a question of whether he will be a starter or a reliever. Oh, he's a starter. He is a starter. Well, that guy is a starter. I, I don't know. I think that the conventional wisdom has sort of been thrown out the window the past couple of years. When when you've seen teams like the Orioles, not this year, but the past couple of years, the Orioles, the Royals, even the Mariners at the beginning of last season win by building really capable bullpens. So I think there's more of an emphasis on relief pitching. And, and we saw it at the deadline last year when people were in a frenzy yeah. to acquire the Cubs dealt away the second-best prospect in Good baseball relief. for a rental. Yeah. Well, I'll say this about Colbert because I, I find myself watching a lot of uh, his games. I think I've watched every start of his. There's something wrong with me, isn't there? No. I'm, I'm, I'm like on the computer watching Michael Kopech's Better than watching the big league club. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm watching a lot of that, too. And uh, he has moments where you're like, this guy is unhittable. You can't touch him. Same thing with Lucas Giolito, by the way. When mm. he has the right release point, you're like, and Bill Melton will be with me, and he'll say, a major league hitter can't hit that pitch. But the thing with Kopech is he has a lot of walks. That's why he's still in double-A. He loses control, loses his command, and he walks with too many guys. But he figures that out, gets another pitch, look out. The White Sox could end up being like those 2015 Mets with just dominant power arms in their starting staff. And the most exciting part is they're not done building this thing up. You alluded to it. They've got Quintana, major trade chip that could get you a haul yeah. of uh, position players, which they do need. Yeah, uh, quick news on that, and then we have to go to break, and that is that uh, John Heyman of FanRag Sports is reporting that uh, the White Sox are asking for two of the top prospects in a team's organization for Quintana. So the Astros and Yankees have been interested, but now they're kind of like looking elsewhere because the White Sox asking price is so high. But it should be because it is Jose Quintana. People think, well, he had a bad, rough couple months. But I think, who are the other starters? You want Sonny Gray? No. I also but think the problem is there is starting pitching available. There wasn't the past couple of years. There's more starting uh, pitching available now. You, you can have Justin before. Verlander for and pay Archer. him 25 million. Archer, they're not going to trade Archer. They're in. They're in it. Yeah. I said this last year and I got killed. I said 
Chris Sale would go in the offseason because in the offseason, everybody thinks they're a contender. Yeah. Everybody thinks they're one True. arm away from being the next team, and that's exactly what happened. I said Sale's not going at the deadline, and I got killed for it. Yeah. He didn't go at the deadline. I think Quintana is going to be a sock on September 1st. Ooh. I think he gets dealt in the offseason. Oh. oh, in the offseason? And, and, then, and then you go from there. But I don't think he's going to get dealt here because the asking price is still a little you know, too high for it's, Houston. It's, 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 it's high right now, July 30th. It's going to be, oh, you want a yeah. starter for your rotation? If you're the Houston Astros and you want to win, not just win your division, you want to win the World Series, you need more than who you've got right now. Yeah, I think you're going to look at, like, also the Brewers and what kind of – where they're thinking. They're yeah. at that crossroads. Do they want to hold on to their young talent or they want to say the time is now and get a guy like Quintana and try and right. play for it? My prediction, someone's going to cave. Someone's mm. in a cave and give the Sox what they want or something close. He to is the best want. arm on the market. Yeah. Is he the greatest pitcher of all time? Nope. No. But if you are trying to win the division or win the division, trying to win the World Series and he's out there and he's available and he's got that contract, sure. all right, I'll pony up. I'll give you what you want. Uh, you have to take our – we have to take our first break here on Monday. <laughs> I can't read the teleprompter. You want to read it, Jordan? <laughs> well, uh, we're going to take a break. I was actually going to take it for you. We're going to take it. We're going to take a break here on uh, Sports Talk Live. When we come back, we're going to have the latest from Miami. Joe Madden will lead the National League tomorrow night, but we'll have uh, one of the only – who will only have one Cub player on the team. How will Avi Garcia do tonight, and who will win the home run derby? There we go. I think I found my words. <laughs> we got that and more coming up next. CSN Sports Talk Live podcast brings you the freshest takes and boldest insights on the hottest topics of the day. David Kaplan leads the conversation with a rotating panel of writers, reporters, and personalities. Don't miss a single episode. Subscribe at csnchicago.com slash podcasts today. I'm only sitting here based on the efforts of the um, uh, 2016 Chicago Cup players. Yesterday was kind of an awkward moment for me, uh, accepting my jersey in front of our entire team in, uh, at Wrigley Field. Because I'm only standing there because of players, really good players, and players in Chicago, great players in um, in Tampa Bay. So I'm I'm eternally grateful to the players uh, to be in this position. Actually, yeah, none of those players made it back to the All-Star game. Madden's only All-Star is Wade Davis. Where would this bullpen be without Wade Davis? He's been their best player. He has been their rock, and it's ironic because I think you look at the back of that bullpen with Carl Edwards Jr., with Pedro Strope, with uh, with Koji with Davis if they get the lead they keep the lead but the offense keeps falling behind in that first inning we start games staff, in the second inning if you start games in the seventh <laughs> oh my Jordan, God, they'd, be, in first they'd place. be fine if it was one nothing Cubs in the seventh they'd probably win nine out of ten games but the issue has been the bridge from the starting pitching to that bullpen and to Wade Davis is not strong enough you can't get him the ball that's precisely it I mean last year what they were missing was that closer uh, and this year you thought they added him and, and they were going to be off to the races and easily the favorite uh, in the NL to uh, to go to the World Series. But, man, has it been a disaster like we talked about. Yeah, yeah and also just the optics of it. Like, it, it, let's just – you got to get somebody. Let's just throw in a reliever for the world's reigning World Series champions. Yes, he's been good, but still no position player for the reigning World Series champs. I agree with that. And I think when you look at the success that the Cubs, Cubs have had over the last 20 years, you know, even going back to 1998 – 2003 they had bona fide leadoff hitters and I know Dexter Fowler hasn't had as good a year this year but they really miss who he was in 20 yeah I think the continuity of this I think that's an interesting part to this too I think you miss Dave Ross and people talk about leadership I, I think you just miss too. his presence it, pre it presents for those stars 
a comfort level, a sense of he's here, everything's good. And for Fowler, I know he's not having the best year in St. Louis, but yet still, the continuity of him carrying over, playing again in a Cubs uniform, knowing that he's the guy that's starting your game off at the leadoff spot, coming off the World Series, I think it does present a level of comfort that's simply not there for this team. Everyone says it's Rizzo's team. That's great. And Rizzo's having a pretty good year. Not the best year, but an okay year. But yet still, I think they are missing those guys more than it's being documented. I who, think that's something worth talking about. Who's going to win the home run derby tonight? you got Aaron Judge, Stanton, Sano, Bellinger. Let's go around. Who do you I'll go with the seven. hometown guy, Stanton. Stanton. But I do think this home run derby has a lot of intrigue. Sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm because like, Chris like, Berman's not doing it, so we yeah. can finally breathe. I'm going Miguel. Oh, come on, Miguel Sano. It's 7-1, to one, baby. Seven you to see one? the bombs he hits in the central. He is a monster. Uh, and Aaron Judge is this small little midget guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking I'm taking Hordor with a baseball bat and Aaron Judge. <laughs> I'm going Aaron Judge. That's what it I'm is, going. It is Aaron That's Judge's year. He's going to win the Rookie of the Year. He's going to win the MVP, and he's going to win the Home Run Derby. That'll never be topped, maybe ever again. Did you see he already passed the rookie record for Yankee home runs? <laughs> Dimaggio had as 29 a as a rookie. He's got 30 at the break. <laughs> It's unbelievable. I don't know, but to me, in all honesty, a home run derby will be fun to watch for a little bit of it. If you're not there, it's kind of to me like fireworks. They just haven't evolved. And once you see like the first couple homers, it's like, okay, that's cool. I'm yeah. over it. You know, I, I got asked this question on the radio today, and I said, look, you know, we, we've all gotten to see a lot of batting practice, which is essentially right. what this is. But look, baseball games are really expensive to go to now. So for the fan that maybe doesn't get this opportunity, can't afford to go and is watching it on TV, I'm happy they get Will to see it. Will you guys be watching like it today? Yeah. Uh, I'm watching. In its entirety. I will watch. I will, watch. I will watch, watch actually this year because of Aaron Judge. Yes. I mean, that's the kind of difference he's making. He's a face of baseball right now. Well, finally, the home run hitters are doing it. Which the is amazing. I mean, it, amazing. it's really amazing. And, and I know he's been hurt this year. All right. Got to go to break. The Bulls continue to <laughs> play in the NBA Summer League. And, uh, not. oh, it wasn't pretty. Lots of missed shots and turnovers. Got some news on Wade and Nico. That is next. It's sports, it's social, it's viral. It's Luke Stuckmeyer and Layla Rahimi, and it's the Next Generation Sports Show. In the loop, every night at 6.30, 10, and 10.30 on CSN Chicago. And as soon as the show ends, turn to Facebook Live for the after show. All right, Las Vegas. Uh, Fred's like, what is going to happen here? Uh, this was ugly. First quarter, uh, first round draft pick, Laurie Markinen comes in for the slam. Unfortunately, that was his only field goal. He was 1 for 12. He was 0 for 10 from beyond the arc. Uh, last year's number one pick, Denzel Valentine, he was 1 for 13 from the field. The Bulls shot 22% from the field. They lost 75 to 55. So my question is, can summer league games count? Because could that help them get the number one draft pick next year? <laughs> See, and this is my thought. Look, the offense was shut down like Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. We get it. But here's my biggest thing. Bump. But we have a rim shot you here. You like that, huh? Okay, yeah. Get some life back in this one. But my biggest thing is, yeah, you want the team to be bad when the season starts. You want them to tank like we talked about Chicago White Sox. But here's the thing. Watching these guys, watching marketing, watching Denzel Valentine, you expect to finally become a player. Watching Chris Dunn, watching some of these pieces. You want these guys to be good right now. Yeah. You want to say, okay, this is what the nucleus is going to be. Let's see some promise out of them now. And when we get to the season, they'll be overmatched by veterans and better teams. Fine. But right now, I want to see good Bulls basketball. You got 20 yeah, seconds. That's what you're not seeing. I, I, I you got 10 seconds. Some of these guys come in, to sh in with varying <laughs> degrees of shape. So. Hey, these, are <laughs> these are rotation players. These are rotation players. All right, the Bulls don't know who's good. We're out of here. Hey, thanks for listening to the Sports Talk Live podcast. Remember to watch the show weekdays on CSN and visit CSNChicago.com for previous episodes of the podcast and all the latest sports news and highlights.